Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 27 of SEC Talks. This is your co-host, Caden DeGreen. This is your co-host, Jackson Tucker. And this is Hanley. And we are so excited to come back with another episode of SEC Talks. We have so much to go through. And I thought what I could do first is just give an overview of the entire show so that you guys know what to look forward to. Um, so we're going to start off with Hanley's Grievance of the Week, uh, a fan favorite. Then we're going to move to the SEC players who have entered the NBA draft so far, the current SEC players who are in the portal, a recap of this past weekend of SEC baseball, who won National Player of the Year and National Defensive Player of the Year, who just so happened to be from the SEC. We're going to talk about Jackson's Grievance of the Week, how the current national championships stack up between all the teams in the nation. Where does Coach K stand in the all-time ranks? And then we're going to end with talking about the national championship. That was a thriller between Kansas and North Carolina. So, Hanley, you want to get us started with your grievance? I can, and I, I didn't have anything thought of until just a few minutes ago. Uh, I wouldn't have a lot of, of major issues with what happened this past week. Granted, there were only three games. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the the biggest thing, the biggest issue that I had was a, a video that I saw on Twitter this morning. Uh, I'm sure y'all watched the game last night. Uh, it was a heck of a game, a real championship effort from both teams. Uh, Armando Baycott was an absolute animal for North Carolina. And... I don't know if y'all knew it. He, he rolled his ankle very badly in the game against Duke Saturday night. And then he – you could tell he was – he was uh, it was still affecting him pretty bad throughout the game uh, last night. But he really pushed through well. And then at the – in the last, like, 45 seconds or so, he uh, he rolled it again and he had to go out for good that time um i I don't think it would have made a huge difference just because they had to have a three at the end of the game and he really would have played no role whatsoever but going back to him rolling his ankle last night there's a video that shows baycott's when his right i think his right foot that uh that turned when his right foot hit the ground, the floor, like, bounced. Oof. And for those of you who don't know this, like, the game was played in the Saints, um, you know, Dome, the Superdome in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And all of these big-time big uh, Final Fours, championship games and stuff, the court is elevated. It's always elevated. It's up four or five steps or something like that. So it's not like it is on the actual concrete floor. So it's elevated on, I don't know what, but whatever happened, it, the the court may, must not have been on like perfect. Would it have made a difference in the game? I don't think so. But just like for that guy, I, I felt bad for him for not being able to end, end his career, giving it everything he had uh, to the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but he – you could see his foot hits the floor kind of caves now it's not much and i his his ankle may have rolled either way but it kind of goes in and then it rolls and i was like man 
someone made a mistake on that. But that's you know, interesting. You know, I didn't have a huge grievance of the week, but I'm and sure you know, Jackson will be more interesting. With those those courts that obviously aren't intended to be basketball courts, they put them up just for certain games. You know, there's got to be certain deficiencies to them rather than just the gyms or arenas of places that stay a basketball court 24-7. Right. So I wonder if that played a, a part in that. So that's interesting. I didn't – It was it was weird looking at it and seeing the court kind of dip a little bit. It yeah. very odd. He's also a big dude. He is. But still, a lot of basketball players are big guys, so shouldn't matter. But appreciate that grievance, Hanley. Oh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> Jackson? Oh, yes, yes. Jackson is up. <laughs> so, little does he know? Obviously, we had a lot of players in the SEC enter the NBA draft. Um, so, we have some you have, some who are likely to. Uh, started off, we have Jabari, Kennedy, Santi, Tari Eason, Kessler, Iverson, Shackleford. Ty Ty's expected to Darius Days, Kayon Ellis, JQ and JD are expected to. I think JD needs to stick in for the extra year personally, mm-hmm. just so he can grow. I think mm-hmm. that's important. Um, <clears throat> grow where it counts. I don't know. I, that's just kind of my thought on that. I Wise like words see. from an old owl. What's that again? Wise words from an old owl. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> I don't know why I felt needed to talk like that, but it thought it was fitting to the – I don't know. Anyway, Oscar is likely, um, as well as Jalen Williams. Out of all that, J.D., I do think he needs to stay in a season longer uh, just to improve, just to – grow. I'm not saying he can't do that in the NBA, but I mean I don't know. Wait, just to clarify, is JQ Quinterly and JD JD J- Davidson? Yes. yes. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Just to clarify though, for those who don't know. Yeah, the the two from Auburn are gone for sure. I'm <coughs> assuming you know, Kennedy announced today on ESPN that he was gone and signing he like he even said that was an agent. Sure. How did you not know that was coming, though? No, I knew I knew it was coming, but I got a text today saying he was going to announce on national television. I'm like, all these other players are announcing on Instagram or whatever. Why is Kennedy announcing on ESPN? And I was like, maybe he's coming back. Like, I don't know. Yeah, let's turn on the NBA show on ESPN and think that Kennedy is about to say, I'm actually not going to be coming to the NBA. <laughs> Hey, you never know. I was just confused because, you know, all the other guys, like I said, they didn't make a big deal out of it. Uh, so may- but maybe they asked Kennedy since he's one of the top prospects or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at, I look at the list that we've got here, and, I, you know, Jabari <clears throat> is supposed to be a top three pick. Kennedy will probably be a uh, mid to late first rounder, if I had to guess. <clears throat> I don't see Santi getting drafted. I could be wrong. I don't think – I think he'll come back. He could. Tari Eason should be a late first rounder. Um, he could work his way up into late lottery, but we'll have to see about that. Kessler, probably late first round. I don't see Molinar getting drafted. If anything, late second. Um, I could see him late second. Like, he yeah. was good. Um, 
Shackleford declared, and I really don't know. Um, Keon Ellis won't. Won't what? I don't think he'll get drafted. He'd get drafted before Shackleford does. Oh, yeah, I, but, I mean, I I don't think either of them. Um, JD who, definitely has the best chance of the Bama guys to, to get yeah. drafted. Um, and just, he, yeah, just if potential. he goes, he will get drafted. He, he will. will get, yeah, he he'll will. probably be a first-rounder. He, yeah, he'll probably be a late first-rounder. Um, Ty Ty, I would think surely he goes. Um, yeah, I, he's projected. He, he'll go. Who knows? Cal may have some magic. Uh, bottled up there, but Darius Days and Tari both uh, from LSU. Uh, I don't see Days getting drafted. He was just okay this year. Um, and then Sheboy will probably go for early second round if he does go, which I assume he will. And then Jalen Williams from Arkansas and JD Note will probably go also. Both of them, if I had to guess, will be second round picks. <laughs> Man, I would love to see Kennedy in a Spurs uniform. I think I think Greg Popovich would do wonders with Kennedy. He would go around that that uh you know, around that slot in the draft, I would think. Yeah. He's projected about eighteen to twenty in most drafts. They may um, not get up quite high enough to get that, but but and then we were having this discussion the other night, Hanley, but love to ask both you guys. Who would you rather take first, Jabari Smith from Auburn or Chet Holgram from Gonzaga? Are you not J- putting Paolo in there on purpose, though? Yeah, on purpose. Just between okay. Chet, cause just between Chet and Jabari. I would want Jabari. I just uh, – the better question for me is between Paolo and Jabari. I can give you some really good – breakdowns between them two, but I just I feel like there's so much more risk with Chet. Um <clears throat> his upside <clears throat> is probably higher than Jabari or Paolo, but Which is all the NBA draft goes off of really. Right. But I'm not sure that the risk outweighs the reward here. Like how much greater would the reward be from Chet, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think I think Paolo and Jabari could both be, like, perennial all-stars. And Chet can't? No, I'm just saying, how much better would Chet be? Like, how much more would – how much better would he have to be for the risk to be worth right. it? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Jackson, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> let me ask you this: what? To, to be to be fairly honest, I was going to say Jabari as well. The only problem is I haven't watched Chet enough to really know. The thing is, I've watched Jabari. I haven't watched Chet. That's the only thing I can base it off of. I didn't really pay as close to attention during the Gonzaga games to where I would really know, could logically speak upon that. Yeah. So. Um, by default, I'm gonna have to say Jabari. Jabari, yeah. I mean, I watched Jabari more too, um, and it's kind of a top three where you understand why they pick whoever they pick first, in my opinion. 
Um, it also goes off team need. I think it's not. Ju- I don't even know if it's a, as much about team need though, because they're all very similar. I don't. I, I mean, I think Chet and Jabari provide more to today's NBA's game to today's NBA game. Do you think than so? Palo, a big who can stretch the floor, run the point, pull up from a three. I think that's super I valuable. Paolo is actually better at running the point than Jabari. Which is crazy because Paolo's he, like a, he yeah. can handle it well. And he's got a sick mid range too. If if Jabari wasn't such an elite shooter, like if he shot like Jabari ended the season at like forty three percent from three point range. To put into perspective, that's what Steph Curry shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously you know, NBA and college is a different machine, but if he was at like 38%, it would be like probably a no-brainer for me to pick Paolo. Yeah. Because he 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 handles it well. He can move really well. He can shoot. He's not going to pull up and, you know, knock down five threes in a game. But he is very talented down low. Yeah. he's He's a really good player. I would love to have any one of them on my NBA team. Yeah. But. <clears throat> there's not you know, really a loss in the top three guys. There's not. There's not. I mean, there's always there's always going to be a bust in drafts, you know. But I don't see any of these guys being busts. Right. But anyways, let's move on to the portal. Um, so, Hanley, you want to talk about Auburn on the portal? Yeah. Um, the the only guy that we've had hit the portal so far was Devin Cambridge. Thank the Lord. Um, you know, he was great for us at the end of the year. He hit five three-pointers since January, um, which is – un you know, we can't replace that. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure all of our walk-ons could do that. But he, he went to uh, Arizona State and uh, teamed up with his brother who was, I believe, at Nevada – so they teamed up with Arizona State, uh, but yeah, that's the only guy from Auburn who has hit the portal. Mm. So obviously LSU, they're just they have no scholarship players on the portal. I mean, they, sorry, I lost track of thought. <laughs> they have no scholarship players from this past season on their team anymore. Which is wild. I, I don't know if that's ever happened. I've just – I've never – what is Jackson doing? Jackson, Have you get together. I've never seen that. But, you know, they got that guy from Murray State. They did. And I don't know about who else they got. No, I've, I've just never seen a mass exodus from a program. It just tells me that the – the whatever – allegations and sanctions are about to come down, it's about to be pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a similar thing's happening to Memphis, or it's about to. Good. So, <clears throat> do what? Don't like I said good. Yeah, so they're Don't probably like going to have lost seven or eight of their, their guys, but LSU's in deep, deep doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw yesterday Tyree Appleby – is leaving Florida, and he was probably their second best player this year. It's a big loss. Yeah, 
He would be a huge get for whoever he goes to. Their second best player to Colin Castleton. Yeah, I would. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big loss. Yeah. Um, Bama's losing three guys. Um, Justin Holt, Alex (laughs) Chiku. Pronounce his name. Is it Jusan? Jusan. Jusan Holt, Alex Chiku, and Keon Ambrose. Never heard of any of them. Um, Are they good? Chiku, Chiku was a big for them that did not play at all. Um, he, has, he had an injury problem, and I think Keon Ambrose also had an injury problem. Um, but neither of them probably would, would have played much anyways. Holt played a little bit. He was a lighter skin guy. Um, he was a four-star. So I won't say it's a big loss because it's not a big loss. But uh, he was the only guy that they've lost so far <clears throat> to the portal. Right. That probably would have had some playing time next year. And he, to be honest with you, any of those guys up top, um, I could see between Keon, JQ, and JD. Uh, JD are probably a little bit less. I could see any of them transferring too. Yeah. Probably not, probably not even JQ as much. Really just Keon. So Bama's going to have about five, six, seven players to replace. Yeah, they're going to have a lot because – they lose, um, assuming all of these guys who we're talking about leave. Holt has left. Cheek Ambrose. They're all gone. Shackelford has declared. Rojas is a senior. Mm. Um, and then, you know, Keon, JQ, and JD. If they lost all of those, that would be eight. Yeah. Uh, which would be a pretty major turnover. And now they've already got five coming in. They've got two five-stars. A high four star, another four star, maybe another three or four star. So they've got they've got a really good class coming in. It's a top five class, uh, maybe top three. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they got a really good class coming in. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I don't want to go too much into Bama stuff. We can talk about them more when we, um, when we uh, you know do our preview for Alabama for next year. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, in Arkansas, Chance Moore has been the only guy to enter the portal. And we didn't touch on J.D. Note entered the draft, too. Did he? He did. He entered yesterday, I believe. Just a, So, just a clarification on the portal stuff that we have written down. I know y'all obviously cannot see the sheet we have in front of us. The guys that we're, that we're going to list off are really just the guys, uh, the noteworthy guys. There are a lot of other Correct. Um, guys who I – looked at the uh, 247 list of guys who had entered the portal, and I did not recognize at all. So there are there are more than this, but these are just the guys who were recognizable that most people would know. Correct. It's yeah. a good clarification. Um, South Carolina, Devin Carter entered the portal, and Eric Stevenson, who is headed to West Virginia. Um, Tennessee. We had Victor Bailey enter the portal, and he's headed to George Mason. Um, he should dominate there, I would think. Um, Mizzou had Trayvon Brazil, and he's headed to Arkansas. Yeah, that was then, a big get for Arkansas. Was Brazil pretty good? He was pretty good. Nothing crazy, but it was. it's a good little pickup for them. Okay. And then Mississippi State had 
Javian Davis. Um, yeah, he's an old Alabama guy who is playing at Mississippi State. He's not that good, but um, yeah. And then Georgia had Cario Oquendo, who is pretty much their only good player this year. <laughs> pretty much the only guy who could play on another team. He's under the portal. He would also be a huge get for whoever he went to. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. We'll see. But those are the guys that we have listed down there. Jackson, you want to take us through baseball this past weekend? Definitely. So, most exciting part about that. <laughs> most exciting part about this weekend is, obviously, if you all have not already heard. Rocky Top. I just want to say that University of Tennessee owns the state of Tennessee. We swept Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand Vanderbilt's good at baseball. Well, they ain't better than University of Tennessee baseball. We simply have just been dominating every single person we've played. I mean, it's especially the first games of both series we've, series we've played so far. I mean, for the past two. Um, it's just we completely – to nominate them. I think it was, what, 13-1 that first game against uh, Ole Miss? 12-1. 12-1 was, was the difference at that point, really. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously we swept Vanderbilt. I'd say Vandy put up a little bit of a better fight, but it was still just complete domination overall. Um, I was really exciting to watch. Speaking of Ole Miss <laughs> – uh, they won that series against Kentucky two to three. I didn't exactly keep track with that. Um, overall, I'm not too surprised about that, though. Ole Miss is still a very good team. Um, just Tennessee is just kind of a different team overall this year. Arkansas, who's also another very good team, they won against Mississippi State two to three, which surprises me. Kind of worries me at the same time. I don't believe we do play Arkansas. They're uh, good. I, they're very good too. But so is Mississippi State. They're also a very good baseball team. No, nah, Mississippi mean, State has been bad this year. Have they? I've not been paying they, attention to Mississippi they, State. They've been very bad for whatever reason. Huh? They they they're not ranked anymore. I gotcha. Well, anyway, Georgia swept Florida. I haven't paid attention to them, but Florida's probably trash. Um, Florida's normally really good. Um, yeah, I know, but it feels good saying that. Bama won two three against A and M. Um, Mizzou won two to three against South Carolina. Uh, Auburn won two three versus LSU, which I'm not surprised about. Auburn's very very good as well, um, but I haven't watched. Really, I, I kind of. Only paid attention to Tennessee and Ole Miss this past weekend, so it's all I didn't pay as much attention as I should have to the rest. But yeah, Can we hear I you just, loud and clear. I just sent y'all another link, by the way. Okay. Our Zoom died, so we had to get another link. So, but yeah, I mean, Tennessee, you know, there was that whole thing about me and Jackson were texting about it earlier this week. I guess that's just yesterday about how people were complaining 
about us having quote unquote court bats, which was not the case. All right. We got to deal with that. Talking about us having cork bats, but as we checked before, the sticker just fall off in the batting cage. Because for those of you who don't know, once the bats are checked before the series, the ump they'll put a sticker of the opposing team on the bat, but they don't check them until like the Thursday. They check them the Thursday before the series, so they use them in the batting cages. And the sticker just fell off, so it was approved because it had a Western Carolina sticker on it which was who we played the previous weekday game. So clearly it was approved bat. But there was a tweet that came out that said the only bat that got tested before the series that didn't get approved was actually one of Vandy's bats. So if anyone has a problem with all that, Vandy was the team who actually had a legal bat. No, I'm just saying. Taking it with Jackson. I should. Well, it's just them being upset, if you ask me. My Google Doc disappeared, so I don't know what the heck. <clears throat> do y'all still have y'all's pulled up? I certainly do. All right. What's um, after baseball? Do oh, what? I found it. Anything else y'all want to touch on in baseball? Oh, I'm going to the the Tennessee-Auburn game. Here in a couple weekends. Well, just be prepared to lose. I don't know. Well, you know, Sonny, Sonny Deshera. We need to mention him. Yeah, that dude. That dude's balling. You know, he's from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, we all grew up with Sonny, kind of in the same city. <laughs> but he, um, he's been balling out. Apparently, he got ranked the other day as like the third best first baseman. In- I think it was either first or second. Was it really? Yeah, it was. It was really high. But he's hitting <clears throat> lights out. It's crazy. Yeah, man, he's been a stud. <clears throat> yeah. But I guess moving back over to basketball. Basketball. Hey, um, I I hate to interrupt. Uh, I apologize, y'all, but I do need to cut out early, real quick. Something had something just came up. I'm gonna no have to worries, leave it Jackson. to Caden and Hanley to. Uh, take it on for the rest of the night. But I'll catch y'all again next week. All right. I'll see y'all, fellas. All right. See you, buddy. See you, Jackson. Okay. But uh, what I was saying was the the Naismith Awards came out, I believe it was Sunday. Yeah. And there were two SEC guys that came home with big awards. Mm -hmm. The first was Big Oscar from Kentucky. Big O. <clears throat> he won the National Player of the Year, um, which is a huge, huge award. Um, he had 17 points a game, 15 rebounds a game, an assist, a block and a half, and 1.8 steals. Just a heck of a year, a historic year for Kentucky. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, without him, there's really no telling how they would have been. But they, they certainly would not have been a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. I'm sure they still would have been pretty good, but he was just so good for them. Uh, and the other guy that came home with an award was Auburn's Walker Kessler, and he won the National Defensive Player of the Year. So that was uh, the first time 
an Auburn player had ever won that award. So uh, another historic thing for Auburn this year. Um, you know, he'll be missed going on to the draft. We wish him nothing but the best. But he finished the season with a 19.1% individual block rate, which is the highest in sports reference. Started officially recording this statistic. Um, you know, he recorded two triple doubles, which was amazing, uh, which tied him for like second most in uh, SEC history. Um, and he averaged, I think it was 4.5 or 4.6 blocks a game. So huge, huge props to him for a heck of a season. So, yeah, those were the, uh, the two guys that brought home the awards. And the SEC is very proud of those guys. And, you know, I think what's crazy for Oscar is that he is in contention for one of the most dominant Kentucky bigs ever. Which, I mean, when you look at guys like A.D. and Boogie, Julius Randle, like, how would you, how would you rank Oscar in terms of dominant Kentucky bigs? I mean, he probably is not better than AD. Um, Agreed. He's better than Julius was. I don't think he's better than Boogie either. No, he's probably not better than Boogie. I'd say he's third. That could be, at least in recency. In our years, yeah. Um, dude, I'm sure there's someone that we're forgetting about. but Oh, no, there is no way, dude. He is not better than Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, yeah. That – that guy I'm, was a I'm glad. Monster. I'm glad you remembered that. I was like, there has to be someone else I'm forgetting. He was, um, better, he's better than Willie Colley Stein, though. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I forgot but, about Cat. Yeah, dude, he was so good. He still, yeah. he still is a freak, man. Yeah, he was great. But well, I guess we can't do Jackson's grievance of the week anymore. But we'll tell you anyways what it was. Jackson went to get Chick-fil-A this morning, and he got really wet, and that's all that it was. <laughs> and I'm not we're, kidding. We're not joking. That's what he was going to say, and that's his grievance, and he will appreciate that we pass that along. I'm sure he will. All of our listeners, hopefully you, you got a chuckle out of that. So, current national championships. For those of you who are listening – I want you to take a stab. Take five seconds to guess who's number one, two, and three. Man, it's it's all the blue bloods, though. The, all right. Uh, there's a couple guys in there that aren't blue bloods, but. Go ahead, Hanley. You want to read them off? Yeah, so UCLA is first with 11. Kentucky, 11. Um, with eight, and then UNC with six. Um, those are the top three. And then Duke and Indiana have five each. Kansas just got their fourth, which ties them with UConn. Uh, Villanova has won three. Uh, and then just to name the, the other schools with multiple championships, Cincinnati, Florida, Louisville, Michigan State, NC State, Oklahoma State, and San Francisco each have two. San Francisco. That's crazy. But it, I always forget, like, Louisville – they were really good back when they had uh, – what was it, Peyton Silva? Is that his name? Yeah, I mean, they had uh, – Rick Patino. Patino, yeah. And then, obviously, Florida with Joe Keane. 
Right, right. Nova, Nova won their three, like, in the past six years, didn't they? Um, I know that – well, it's only been two in that in that span. I don't know about their other one. I'm pretty sure the other one was a long time ago. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, yeah. Eleven championships. John Wooden, which is one of the greatest coaches of all time, <clears throat> which kind of leads us into our next thing. Who, where do you think Coach K lands since he's since he's done as one of the like in the ranks of coaches of all time? I mean, he's number one. I think so too. Most Final Four appearances with thirteen, I believe. He has one hundred one NCAA tournament victories, I believe. I mean, which, just to put this into perspective, Jim Beheim at Syracuse. That's 982 wins all-time. That's second most. Mike Krzyzewski has 1,170. So, let me try to put this into perspective for you. You typically play 30 30 to 40 games in a season, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, he has 200 more. That's minimum five full seasons. Right. Probably It's even more than that, dude. It's probably like seven or eight. Um, which, so he, how many tournament wins did he have? I believe it's 101. So he averaged 2.2 tournament wins per season, which means he averaged between the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 every season. And, you know, he's the only coach to have in the hundreds NCAA tournament wins. And this is another thing, too. He averaged over 25 wins per season. That's crazy. That's unreal. Just to, like, put that into perspective, there's – there's only, uh, I think it was over the last five years, there were only like five or six different SEC teams that have won. Like a single one. Yeah. And he did that every year. So it's ridiculous. It's absolutely incredible. Um, such an amazing career. The only guy that really would have come close to that was Roy Williams if he had. Um, I guess he got into coaching a little bit later than than Coach K. <clears throat> but Roy coached 13 less seasons, and it's fourth all-time, which is pretty amazing. Really? Yeah. He had a little bit higher winning percentage. Wow. Very impressive. So, but Coach it is K, very impressive. Coach K has to be the GOAT. I agree. I think I think the only person who can stand with him is John Wooden, um, who has – all of UCLA's natties, which is crazy. They want them all back-to-back, I believe. Really? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Obviously, it was in a time where they only had to win like three or four games to win it. But still, I mean, they were kind of like the the uh, the Wilt Chamberlain of college basketball. No, sorry, Bill Russell of college basketball. Right. Bill Russell. Yeah. No, you're but, right. It's crazy. 
I know. All right. So you want to cap it off with uh, the national championship game? Yeah, man. I mean, it was a. I had a great time watching it last night. The uh, <clears throat> it got it got kind of ugly at halftime. Um, but Kansas started out well. I think they were up like seven to nothing or nine to nothing. It, North Carolina got it back to a tie game. I remember it was tied at twenty-two at one point, and next thing I knew, it was thirty-eight to twenty-two, and the halftime score was forty to twenty-five. So I thought man, this game's about to get out of hand. And Kansas came out of the halftime and just gave it to them. Came back and, you know, by the 10 or 15 minute mark, I mean, it was, I, I mean, it was tied again. It was, uh, it was right back into a dogfight real, real fast. So. Yeah. I thought, Honestly, I thought Kansas would run away with this game yeah. to begin with, but just based off of Kansas and how they played Nova. Like, when watching that game, can- Nova couldn't do anything. Yeah. And they were just all over them. Like, it didn't look like a Final Four game. Right. It was crazy. And I, I thought Kansas would carry that momentum, and North Carolina would kind of reveal their eight-seed side. Um, a little bit more, but North, give credit to North Carolina. First season without Roy Williams. Yeah, heck of a season. It's amazing. They, I lost, mean, they lost multiple really, really talented guys um, and did not play well the entire season and, you know, came to crunch time and they, they played really, really well. I so, agree. Give credit where it's due. Early favorite right. for next season. Who you got? Do what? Early favorite for next season. Who you got? Early favorite, man. Um, that's a Can't, great question. Without saying Auburn or Tennessee, for the both um, of us. Duke has the top three players in the class coming in. Um, that's scary. Has it been announced who's succeeding? Um, Coach K? I'm pretty sure it's a... Is it just the assistant? Yeah, I cannot remember his name right now. Um, I don't know. It's tough. What what North Carolina did this year is tough. To, it's extremely impressive. I don't know. If, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to say... Mm, I'm going to say Nova. Nova? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think Arkansas could be really good. Do they have three five stars? Yeah, Arkansas, they have, man. They have the number one or two team in the na- or class in the nation. Uh, I really hope that they're bad, but <laughs> they uh, they could be really good. I'm trying to think about who else coming back, but yeah, I'm sure Kentucky's gonna be good. I'm sure Duke is gonna be really good. Um, I'm sure Kansas, North Carolina, you know, your normal guys. I think Baylor's probably going to be pretty good. They've got a big-time player in Keontae George coming in. Um, it's really hard to make that pick, you know, right now. The, the transfer portal is just kind of heating up. So, 
We'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, you're just kind of throwing a team out there, really, at this point. But it'll be then, interesting to see how Gonzaga is because you know Chet is going to be gone. They're most likely going to lose Strother, who is really good. Um, and it's really going to depend. Like if Drew Timmy leaves, I have no idea how good they're going to be. They they recruit they recruit fine every year though. They will, but it'll still be interesting because those are both big time guys. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right for sure. Yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Yeah, but you know, Haley, I, is next week the start to our um, preview of the SEC teams? That's a good question. We may just have to start it off next week. So, I don't know what you're thinking, but do you think we start off with one of the one of the better teams, or what do you think? Um. You know, we could go in alphabetical order. That's a good idea. So. Was it Alabama? And maybe Alabama first. If you are interested in coming on as a guest, um, we would prefer you to talk about whichever team you root for. We want to have on a guest. Correct. Of these 14 teams, because there's some of these teams that we don't know quite as much about. You know, we're going to do our research and stuff, but. We would love to have the insight of someone who really roots for the team and keeps up with it. Um, so if you're interested in coming on as a guest, please let us know on social media, like Instagram, direct message us, do something like that, and we'll do what we can to get you on the podcast. And please let us know if y'all know a good platform to use so that we can keep uploading the podcast on to podcast platforms, but also to YouTube with while we're recording ourselves. So please let us know if y'all know a good platform for that. Like Hanley said, we look forward to having you guys on these um, previews for the different teams for football and basketball for the coming year. And I'm really excited about that, um, especially just learning more about the teams, like Hanley said, that we don't know much about. Yeah. So, so. That's all I got for you, Um, Hanley. You got anything? That's it. Awesome. We appreciate you guys and look forward to talking to you all next week and hope you all have a great week.